Another rebound in a crowd by the Brock Ness Monster. Ooh, that would be Pedro. Ooh. Jim Bob Foley, holy moly. How about the Tasmanian Slovenian with the stop, drop, and pop? Tiffany Hop with the King's Herald Barbershop. You're listening to the King's Herald Show, a bi-weekly NBA podcast that covers all the ups and downs, ins and outs of your one and only Sacramento Kings. As always, I'm your host, Will Griffith, and with me today are the real brains of this operation, as well as a couple of very special guests. First up, one of my regular partners in futility, King's Herald writer and podcast whiz, Tony Zipteris. Tony, happy Saturday. Will, hello. Doing uh, pretty good today. Pretty excited about uh, Tyrese Halliburton and what he did to the Knicks recently, but I'm even more excited to get to the King's Herald show today because we've got a couple of special guests, so I'm going to get out of the way and let you introduce them now. You and me both, man. Next, uh, our first guest of the day is our social media czar for the King's Herald and the man that Marcin Gortat wishes he looked like, Kevin Fippen. Kevin, we're so glad you could jump on today for this special episode of the King's Herald show. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, man. Thanks uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, to chat with our guest today. Now the real reason you've tuned in today. He's a former Sacramento Kings head coach, general manager, and color analyst. The general manager of a WNBA champion, Indiana Basketball Hall of Famer, and the true pride of French Lake himself, Jerry Reynolds. Jerry, always a pleasure. How's it going today? You know, it's just going great. I couldn't be better if I was twins, but just remember this. Hey, we got a really important person to introduce now. The reason that we're all here. That's right. He's a comedian, writer, producer, political commentator, actor, and television host. Winner of two Peabody Awards, two Webby Awards, and listed amongst Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World. Give it up for Hassan Minhaj. How's it going today, Hassan? What's up, guys? I'm live from my basement. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a thousand things we want to pick your brain on and only 3,600 seconds to do it in. So let's jump right in. Well, first of all, Jerry, I got to say, I, 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 I'm so glad that you're on this podcast with us. And, and I didn't know you were a gamer. I love your gaming headphones. Yeah, it really, well, it's <laughs> basically it helps. I got one ear that's actually a little bigger than the other. So it really kind of kind of balances things out, <laughs> to be honest. So uh, well, it's really an honor to be on with you. I followed you. I have followed your career and and uh, especially uh, I always love those. Uh, the thing you did with Jerry Seinfeld, uh, comedians and cars. <laughs> okay. I, I'm a, I mean, I'm a. Uh, just a total Seinfeld fan and uh, you know and of course the Seinfeld show I, I've watched every one of them five times and I still just get hoots and uh, you, you you were and you were great with him I thought you know that thanks Jerry and you know, you know Seinfeld told me something he call he'll call you to, to invite you on the show and my number is still a 530 number and he goes 530 what's that area code I said Davis California the 530916 Greater Northern California area. He said, Is that the Bay Area? I said, Absolutely not. Don't ever compare NorCal. <laughs> There's another part. There's three parts of California SoCal, the Bay, and NorCal. And, and I'm from the pride of, of NorCal, which is 916530 area. And he goes, Oh, that's, that's cute. You're going to change your number. And I said, Jerry, never changing my number. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right Still, on. It's the same 530 number that I got from Singular Wireless at the downtown J street mall before it was converted into the new arena. So shout out to the, yes, shout out to the cell phone kiosk salesman that got me to sign up for a cell phone. <laughs> that I couldn't afford when I was 15. I gotta say, 
I've seen, you know, most all of the Comedians in Cars episodes and you definitely got like the coolest car yes. also, by the way. Yes. I, I don't think anything compares. It was a cool car. And, and I, I just remember when I was a kid growing up, that, that specific car with the M Air J was so iconic when Jordan pulled up into the parking lot in that car. I'm not a car guy, but, but that to me was the closest to... Yeah, boy. A, a car kind of overlapping with basketball culture. Hassan, you've uh, you've talked about in the past about the '92 squad being your uh, your first team, Spud Webb, Mitch Richmond, and such. Could you walk through your earliest Kings memory and how you ultimately, you know, hardened your your heart and stayed a fan of the Kings all these years? Yeah. So for me, I don't know if you guys remember this, but but back in the early '90s when the Kings were really struggling. This is before our 96 Rattle Seattle run. I don't know if you remember the Rattle Seattle run. Oh boy, I do. But we were really trying to make a push for the playoffs. We, we, we were starting to establish some talent, but uh, in order to kind of boost uh, morale and attendance, the Sacramento Kings had these McDonald's ticket packs. Yes. And so my father uh, immigrated to the United States in 1982. I'm a child of immigrants. And if there's one thing an immigrant family loves, it's a good deal. McDonald's would be these four game ticket packs. You would get four tickets to a game. You would get four extra value meals. Um, and uh, it, they would be generally for not well attended games. So the four pack that we bought in 1992, I remember this, was for the Sacramento Kings versus the Los Angeles Clippers. And uh, it was one of the first games that uh, my, 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 my parents ever, my dad took me to. Um, and I, I remember we sat all the way, way up in the nosebleeds. I remember looking at the price of the ticket. It was $10. Um, and I remember the Sacramento Kings, they were giving out as an, as an entry gift, they were giving out these Kings firefighter posters. And Bobby Hurley was one of the firefighter posters. And I remember seeing him play and he was so small. I was a short kid and uh, he was number seven and I had a huge affinity for him. And uh, ever since then, number seven has been my number. And people always ask me, oh, number seven, like Ronaldo. And I'm like, no, 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 a different number seven. I go, who? And I said, well, well Bobby Hurley. <laughs> I wear number seven in honor of Bobby Hurley. Do you, do you have, a, do you have a, a Bobby Hurley jersey, like a champion laying around? Why don't we get into it? If there's, if there ever was a podcast to get into it, let's get into it. Just give me one sec, gentlemen. Yes. This has got to be the first time someone has left the podcast to go retrieve their Bobby Hurley jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking, I'm already happy to hear that he, he knows who Bobby Hurley is. If you bring up Bobby Hurley anywhere outside of this conversation, there's about 45 people that will understand what he's, what he's talking about here. I think in the context of the Kings, right? No, everybody's like the context of the Blue, Blue Devils. And I go, let's talk about the context of the yeah, Kings. Of course. Of course. And he's in, he's in blue chips, Will. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. This is an official, official size 44, number seven, signed by Bobby Hurley. Signed. Look at, look at the patchwork on this. You understand? <laughs> this isn't now, now this is this isn't replica. Now remember there was the replica champion jerseys that like your parents would get you if you got really good grades, forty dollars. Remember those $39.99 USD. No, no, this yeah. is you, you would have to steal these in the 90s. You'd have to commit some federal crime in order to do it. <laughs> you, you know how like those those crazy people storm the Capitol? You'd have to storm the gymnasium to somehow get your hands on 
And that was the first year of that colorway, right? Well, there it is. Shooting shirt. Now, I don't know. This is from 1990, guys. This is crazy. It was, it was to number 50. I don't even know who number 50 was. But this is, this is, this is better than Mitchell and Ness. Yeah, I don't know who 50 was. Hmm. Number 50 in 1990. I've even, I've even just gone on crazy eBay hauls and just even picked up just vintage, you know what I mean? Just vintage starter jackets. Oh, yeah. So no federal crimes were committed to acquire those. No federal crime. No, no, no. Come so, Hassan, you, you have Ralph Sampson's shooting shirt, I believe. Wow, are you serious? Yeah. That's, he was number 50 in 1990? Yeah. 1990, yeah. Yep. So shout out to everybody who works at, at the Kings. They sent me a couple of these. They also sent me a signed pair of 1992 Kings basketball shorts in this colorway. Now, I think this is, this is the... I mean, this is, to me, yeah. this is the ultimate Kings logo. Yeah, uh, that's the one. That's the one. If there's two logos that I'm a fan of. It's that Kings logo. And I don't know if you guys remember the, the, the Mitch Richmond, like, race car stripe. Yeah, yeah. If you want to let people know you're not playing games, that's the one that you pull out. <laughs> <laughs> Checkerboards, half and half. Because yeah. everybody's going to pull out the number 55, white chocolate. Now, look. Your boy's going to go on ESPN first take, and when Stephen A. Smith asks him, who's the greatest basketball player of all time, I look him dead in the eyes with no flinches or hesitation, say Mitch Richmond. You did, and you froze him in his tracks with that one. Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't a Zoom delay. I wanted to drive out to Connecticut to let him know. That's, that's how I feel. Well, so Jerry built that team, right? The, this 92 team you fell in love with? Well, that guard, yeah, that guard line, Mitch and Spud, and of course, uh, Spud, the Spudster, man, it was a, it was an amazing guy, you know, I mean, people forget, you know, five, six, 130 pounds, and never got hurt, you know, I mean, he was one of the mo probably the most amazing athlete the Kings have ever had. Wow. I mean, I mean, you know, he stayed healthy, uh, people forget that, he played every game, just about, you know, out, everybody always assumed, well, he'll get broken half, and it's like, well, yeah, you but he was so athletic, so quick. I loved the whole squad, Jerry. I loved L-Train, number 22. I used this for LJ. There's another L-Train that we're not talking about. It's Lionel Simmons. Lionel Simmons. Yep, the L-Train. And, you know, it's so sad because about the time he learned how to shoot deep, he started having the knee knee mm -hmm. problems, you know, and that was kind of, kind of the end. But, uh, you yeah. know, those first few years, uh, I think Lionel was runner-up rookie of the year. People forget yeah. that. Uh, uh, tough, tough defender. Good guy. Well, and I think we'd be remiss to not bring up Walt Williams, the wizard. the wizard. And how stoked were you when he ended up in that Hootie and the Blowfish video? You know what I mean? And you're like, we made it. Yeah, I was pretty stoked, it, 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 especially like given the fact that I don't really listen to Hootie and the Blowfish, but I was like, okay, <laughs> we got some we have crossover appeal. You know? Yeah, Walt, Walt would have been a probably a five, six time all-star if he'd have worked half as hard as Lionel Simmons. So let me just, uh, you know. Jerry, you really, you really know about their work ethic. <laughs> yes, I do. Now, did Mitch work hard? Cause he was, you know, he was, uh, he was a really solid two guard for us. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He really worked hard. I mean, he was a pro pros pro, you know, and, and a fearless guy, you know, he's one of those guys I've told stories about. I mean, every, just about every player in the league was half scared of him. You know, in other words, because he's so physical. Jerry, why, could, why couldn't we get over the hump? I always thought we, we had the talent in that era. 
we needed one more guy. And I thought, you know, I thought really before I, re I resigned because I, I couldn't do the trade I wanted to do, whether I was going to trade Lionel for Detlef Shrimp. Oh, wow. And I, and I thought that would, and I thought we'd be, would be ready to, to go, you know, oh. now Detlef was younger, but I thought that would give us, you know, a second star. Is it right. breaking news? Is that in Reynolds Remembers? I've never heard this before. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Reynolds Remembers, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you're breaking this for the first time on a podcast, right? This isn't Shams didn't beat me to this, right? Uh, no, I think it's no, actually, I think I've done it on a couple of podcasts. So, oh, oh, Jerry. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I, no, but listen, Jerry, I got I got to thank you, man. This is if you if you know, just just to I want to put this on the record, you know, um, one of the things that I think is beautiful about sports is that it is one of the last vestiges we have of civic pride. So I grew up, you know, sports teams is a very common way outside of politics, religion to, to bond with other people, irrespective of race, religion, creed, class. You can say, hey, I'm from Sacramento. You're a Kings fan. It's a way to bring people together. And if you're from a small town market, that love that you have for your team is even higher. So, you know, people that live in Oklahoma City, you know, and had the Thunder, you know, or people who were living in Seattle and had the Supersonics. When you're from a small a market, Cincinnati, the Reds, these teams mean the world to you. And so, um, Jerry, I just got to say your voice on Channel 31, he's got the bucket, man. Like, it's just imprinted in my mind. These are some of the most important memories of my life. Jerry, like, I've done a lot of things in my career. But the joy you brought me over the years on that local Channel 31 broadcast, because my parents didn't let us have cable television, you were my, you were, uh, my open lens to the world. Well, uh, thank you very much. I didn't know that. I, I would have tried harder if I'd known having that effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear you say that, too, because I think it's become so popular now to, like, hate on the idea of, like, rooting for one singular team in the NBA, like amongst like blog boy circles, it's all about I'm for players, not teams. And I'm enlightened and you don't understand. And I feel like that's just, I mean, I, I just can't get with that. Yeah. I, I look, maybe things are changing because the, the turnover and uh, of, of players and the, the massive trades and in the multiple super teams, but Look, no matter where Kevin Durant or Kyrie is going, yo, your ass is living in Phoenix. You live in Natomas, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. you live in Natomas. <laughs> like, De yo, Devin Booker, his life's going to be amazing. You live next to the In-N-Out in Natomas. <laughs> Have you seen Sunrise Boulevard? You better bleed the Kings. It's all we have. It's all we have. And I've read stories, man. I've read stories that how we almost lost the team. So, um, man, like, I'm just so glad that we still have that because the city needs it. Cities need it. Yeah, so valuable to the downtown, as you, you pointed out earlier. I mean, I really think uh, – I, I didn't think I'd ever live to see uh, actually, a you know, Sacramento kind of grow – have a downtown that uh, is, was nicer than Des Moines, Iowa. Jerry, look, <laughs> look, I, Midtown is popping now, guys. Like, it is great. I'm not. I'm not going to let anybody throw any shade at Midtown. This, this new revitalized Midtown's great. I shot my Cole Hahn campaign in, in Midtown Sacramento. Okay, so we, we could have done it on Madison Avenue. I was like, we're all flying to, to Sacramento in the middle of a pandemic. So, so on that note, I think um, you know you have to be 
I don't know. I don't know if we count Aaron Rodgers or not. I think you might be the the biggest celebrity Kings fan at this point. Uh, there, there's a couple. Uh, is it is it um, who plays Miss Marvel? Oh, okay. okay. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. He went to high school yeah. in Sacramento. And Colin Hanks as well. Yeah. I, I actually I actually asked her about that. I was like Brie. I I I ran into her at um at the uh was the time one hundred. And I ran up to her, I was like, Brie, you're from Sacramento, right? She's like, yeah, I went to high school in Sacramento. I go, look, we all have to stick together. Yeah, don't apologize. She's like, wait, wait, what? I was like, me, you, and Tom Hanks, who's a Sac State grad, need to combine our powers and, and, and put on for the Kings and or the River Cats. Right. I'll, I'll throw, I'll like, throw is there a celebrity text thread you're in where you like keep looking up? No, I wish. I, whenever I talk to people from who have any affiliation to Sacramento, they're like, what? Be, besides like Doug Christie and Weber and there's certain Kings players that are like, wow, like you're from Sacramento. That's so cool. But then everybody else who's, who's, who's passed through SAC, they, they try to, for, they kind of, they try to go tools, clear history. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, where do we even go from here now after we got you? I, I don't think Bree's coming on. I, can I be real with you guys as a huge inspiration? The fact that Drake repped for Toronto so hard to me, that made it cool for you to, uh, if any public figure to rep um, a small market team. So, so how do you keep up with the team? Are there, are there like podcasts or, or, or sites you look at? Like you live in, you live in the East coast. There, you, there's not a lot of coverage, right? Like we don't get on ESPN. Uh, doesn't matter what happens. I'm following the Sacramento Kings Instagram account. So, you know, like when buddy has a great first game, the opening game of the season, great. I'm watching the highlights. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the only way. And then I pay the full, you know, if Adam Silver is listening to this podcast, I pay the full $199.95 per year for my NBA league pass. And sometimes they'll be like, pick your favorite team. And I'll, and I'll pick Sacramento Kings. And then and for whatever reason, the web browser will be like, why? And I'm like, yeah. don't. <laughs> don't talk. Don't do that. Google Chrome, don't talk slick with me right now. I was in New York for work and I had the pleasure of meeting Seth Myers and we were talking to him about podcasting and we asked him like, what's, what do you listen to? What's your favorite one? And he kind of dropped um, a gem on us. And he, he was, he, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, yeah. And he told us, you know, one of the podcasts I listen to the most is this podcast with like, it's just two dudes in a garage talking about the Steelers. Yeah. And it just blew my mind. Cause I was like, if they only knew, that Seth Myers was awesome. listening, right? And I'm like, did you ever tell them? Do you follow? And he's like, no, they have no idea. They have no idea. And I'm uh -huh. like, this needs to be a thing where people like expose uh -huh. like the indie underground yeah. stuff they're listening to. Totally. And I think, and, and, and shout out to Vivek and, and the whole King staff, when they found out how public I was about like my appreciation and love for the Kings, they've been so welcoming like they, they'll get tickets for me, my mom, my dad, my sister. So whenever I come back to Sacramento, they've been kind enough to just host the Minhajas, which is something that they don't have to do, you know, but it's very cool of them. So I want to keep that tradition alive and make and make going to the Kings, you know, going to Kings games uh, like like a family tradition, something that my, my son and my daughter can say, yeah, dad used to take me to games as a kid. And, and I want them to have that civic pride that my dad gave me when I was seven. That's right. I think everybody loves seeing you there too. Do you have a Do you have a celebrity that uh, that that you, that stands out to you that's talk crap about the Kings? Like, is there a LA Laker fan that you know just has given you shit for being a Sacramento Kings fan before? I don't. 
I don't like I don't like how Shaq coined the term the Sacramento Queens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got a I got a I got a big problem with that because because for me, if there was any team that was that was giving the Lakers that could have break broken their hegemony in that first early two thousands era. It was our squad. The Nets were a joke. The Sixers were a joke. All these teams that they ended up playing were jokes. You know what I mean? Um, especially in the finals. And so, to me, those Western Conference series, those were the real finals. Well, they were. And, and, uh, and, and I think that's kind of why Shaq did it. I mean, he really, uh, I think, knew that the Kings were probably better as a team and his, his way. Of course, uh, you know, you do know he's a minority owner of the Kings now which I find very depressing, even though, I, uh, even though, I mean, actually Shaq is, you probably know him, is one of the most delightful yeah, but guys. The, 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 ripple, the ripple effect of the Sacramento Queens that just, just broke my heart. Oh, yeah. And one of the classics he did too is just, it still pisses me off. You know, they had a, a showed him on TV looking up at the Kings uh, what, uh, banner, uh-huh. a banner for something, you know, and he, he, and he just like, oh, <laughs> you know, of course, the Lakers, it's all about championships and we can't even, you know, he's making fun of our little banners and stuff. Yeah. And, and look, there's there's another thing. Let me just say this. There's always this 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 perpetual argument about why we a can't have an all star weekend. All right. First of all, if there's an all star weekend in Sacramento, I, I'm coming the whole week. I'm, I'm, I'm turning it into my Mardi Gras. Like I'm, I'm yeah. down the whole week. Like <laughs> then number two, uh, this whole thing about, we can't host it. We can't host an all-star weekend. And I'm like, but Indianapolis can like, right. I, I'm sorry. Like Sacramento <laughs> is just as boring as Dallas. Every besides. Okay. Look, let me just be real. There's eight like popping cities in America and the rest of them are all the same. There's their version of Arden fair mall. There's a Jamba juice. <laughs> Strip housing, rinse, wash, repeat. Like every other city is like, it's no, Charlotte is no different than SAC. Like, I don't want to hear it. I've been, I've been to all of these cities. I've played all of them. San Antonio is not a hotbed. Like I refuse to hear it. If, if, if Disney World wasn't in Orlando, Orlando would be Lodi, right? Like what is, it, yeah, like, Disney World's only there because it was boring and there was I, nothing there. Now, that is why like I feel like growing up in NorCal I have such a unique connection to all of America because Sacramento is America Sacramento is Dallas Sacramento is San Antonio Sacramento is you know what I mean it is it is so middle America it is this you know mix it it is not San Francisco it is not a coastal elite city you know it is not um so so for me I I I we whoever started this story that we can't host an all-star weekend that, that we got to put an end to that and then two when people are like why would anyone want to live there i'm like why would anyone want to live in, in oklahoma city well yeah and it's sacramento is one of the fastest growing cities in america and uh it's, yeah i've always said it, it's it's like the mid it's Ridiculous. the midwest with great climate you know i mean it, it's a really it's real america as you pointed out with great climate totally like I don't want to hear living in Houston or Dallas is better. Like, oh no, the, no, no, no. The bugs are as big as my head. You have hurricane. It's it. Give me a break. But I love I love the crowds in Houston and Dallas. They always show love. But but uh, I feel like Sacramento is just as just as viable of a place to live as those places. So so I don't like that narrative that we also can't attract talent here. I'm like, look, there's 
15 other teams that have cities that are comparable to ours that like people come, go live there. So maybe we just need to get you on the phone to start calling these players, you know? Yeah. Sacramento needs better PR because everyone who comes here ends up loving it, but it's, it's getting them here. That is the challenge. Why do you think Boogie loved it so much? The fans or the, um, the actual city itself? I think that he had the same chip on his shoulder that we did and he identified with it and he liked that we took a chance on him and he, he is incredibly loyal and for all of his faults. Um, and so he really wanted to get it done here, you know, for us. And I thought, you know, I think that that's admirable. And I think that's, that's the thing that, that Kings fans love about it more than anything. Yeah, I think I think um, I think Demarcus would have died to win a certain game at the Sacramento Kings. Like, and he'd he'd have yeah. died trying to win thirty one games, uh, you know, trying trying to get the the ninth pick in the lottery or something instead of the seventh. And like, I think that's something that Sacramento respects is that he did get pissed off and he did get thrown out yeah. of every other game. But like, he did that he did that for us and for I mean himself as well. But also like, he was willing to take a bullet and multiple bullets just to like win an argument with a ref in the third quarter that might turn the game. Remember when that kid said like, go Warriors to him and he was like, F the Warriors. And I was so happy, even though he swore at a kid, like that's exactly right. I'm going to be, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. It was weird being at the all-star break and then having the trade go down while I was there. It was a weird thing, you know, like, yeah, I I felt, I I felt like, you know, like they say in Hamilton, I was in the room where it happened, you know, (laughs) Cause I ran into, like, I ran into Peja and Vivek and, and we were all there and it's like, they, they knew something we didn't know. And it's just like, okay. Walk us through that. Walk us through that entire weekend. Walk us through the, all, the celebrity game if you want to, but get to the point where we get to talk about you staring at Vivek and him being like, sorry, I can't tell you something that's about <laughs> to go down, but enjoy the game. We'll see you later. Well, look, look, I, I'll just put it this way. Uh, as a as a person who was cut from the basketball team every year that he tried out, I, it has always been my dream to wear tearaways and tear them away. Um, and so, and so, there, there's nothing like wearing official officially licensed gear. You know, not wearing the swingman jerseys, but to actually have like a jersey with your name on it. Um, and so, uh, in 2017, I got invited to 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 play at the, in the NBA celebrity game and. Uh, of course I went, it was in, it was in New Orleans, which is an amazing city. I, I know I've been throwing shade at other cities. New Orleans, I think is one of the most unique cities in, in America. Um, and and uh, I'm so glad that they, they hosted the All-Star Game. Went down there. Um, I saw during, uh, during like All-Star Saturday night, um, Vivek and, and, and Peja were sitting there and, and nobody really goes up to Peja Stojakovic. These guys aren't getting the same love that uh, an Allen Houston is going to get or that a Ray Allen's going to get, some of, these, some of these vets that are now retired. So I went up to Vivek and Peja, and I just wanted to let them know, hey, I'm from Sacramento. Um, I'm repping. I'm repping for our city in the celeb game. Um, I hit double digits in the game. Just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> and... Um, and <laughs> And I just wanted to say thank you for all the memories, man. And uh, I could tell they were they were kind of occupied into the, it was either they were occupied in the trade or they were oh. occupied with the three point shootout and the dunk contest. But but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have, we would have to ask them to see where where their minds were at. Were you a little bit disappointed when you found out Jason Williams was on the other team and he wasn't going to elbow pass it to you? I was pretty bummed. Yeah. But we did we we had a really nice exchange at the beginning of the game. 
And he had that same sort of thing where when I told him I grew up going to the Kings games and I grew up in, you know, I grew up in the Sacramento area. He was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, that's really, I could see that his eyes light up because he could, he could appreciate the, 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 the love, the passion, and obviously the pain and suffering that we went through as fans. Baron Davis hit you with a couple passes there too. Yeah. Baron Davis hit me with a couple passes. Baron, Baron, you know, he, he really didn't want to run up and down the court. So he would just chuck that thing down. If, he would run up, up the court. I think the key, you know, in the celebrity game is just cardio. Whoever is in the best shape um, can, can jack up the most shots. And then also my rule is just don't pass. Like it is your one, it is your one chance. It's anybody's game. Um, and I'm just going to bring it. I, I don't care who, who, who's guarding me, even if it was a little kid. You know, I got crossed up by that little kid from Stranger you Things. Yeah, you and, got back at him. You were harassing. You did. Yeah, kids. yeah. I went back and then I stole the ball from him, and then I started getting booed. And I'm like, listen, listen. You know, everyone was like, "Ooh, you're gonna steal it from a ten year old." I'm like, first of all, he's a twelve year old, okay? And the full goatee, right? Yeah, and he's starting to grow facial hair. And yeah. and the the rules in the celebrity game is any celebrity can get it. I don't care what what age you are. Like, you're 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 coming after me on ESPN. I have to do this for my dignity. Well, I've got your highlight package playing in the background. And I got to say, the things that stand out are you picking on Stranger Things, kid, but also yeah. just nailing the three, like, right off the bat, I think. You know? Yeah, yeah. My, my buddies told me, they were like, look, don't pass. Whatever you do, just do not pass. <laughs> so the thing is, is I, I was like, this is my one time to shine. Um, I'll be honest. I'm watching some of the, the highlights behind yeah. you. I thought I was jumping a little. Mind, I was jumping a lot higher than I am in the video. I mean, I am really not getting off the ground there. It is a, I'm a, I'm a, you know how things move faster in your mind? I have no idea. I'm such, I have such low altitude. It's all right. Honestly, that jumper yeah. was pure. Yeah. You got the left-handed layup you just saw back there. Uh, the yeah, yeah, the yeah. little skip. It was a, kind of that little, kind of like little skip there. Yeah, and, and then, you know, um, Candace Parker was like, how come, how come every time you shoot, you leave your wrist up? I go, I got it. I don't know when ESPN is going to cut to me. Yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> so I have to let them know I, I, I at least have some rec league form. Well, you definitely had the strategy. If it feels like leather, I'm going to shoot it. 100%. And here's the, here's the problem. You know, there, we had a huge nepotism problem, Jerry. I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Master P and his son, Romeo, but Master P oh, kept God. checking his son in. And then they had this sort of like this, this little fiefdom that going on where they would jack up every shot. And I go, look, man, this isn't, this isn't, we're not playing for a record deal here. At one point, I tried, <laughs> I tried to check myself into the game and he was like, no, 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 Romeo's going in. I go, look, man, I don't care who you are. Like, I'm night and you're trying to get my, my fucking, this is anyone's game. This is all about butt slaps and high fives. I'm checking myself in. That's, that's, uh, that's a Ron Artest uh, uh, theory. I think Ron used to check himself in and out. Oh, I was just trying to get my minutes. You never know when you're going to go back. And look, I, I live with no regrets. We're living through a pandemic right now. I'm so glad I did it. Austin, we have something for you. And I wanted to point out Tony for a second, just so he can get this uh, started. Uh, yeah. So we wanted to get you a little something for coming on the podcast. And, you know, what can you, what could you possibly do? Like, what's the best gift you could get a Kings fan? And I know this is something that I would love to have if I was, you know, in the position to play uh, basketball on ESPN. I haven't been in that position yet. So we made a little something for you. Okay. Um, hopefully the technology cooperates. Can I, can I guess before? I'm going to sure, guess. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to guess. <clears throat> I'm going to do a few guesses just so we, so we have some fun, some fun guesses. 
I would say a pair of signed Dada Supreme Chris Weber shoes. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll give you that. I think I keep that one for myself. Oh, come on. All right. All right. How about this? How about this? Lower a signed number five Tyus Edney Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Whoa. Tyus. Jerry, oh, yeah. Jerry didn't put it in the budget for All us. All right. How about, this? how about a Zoom bomb from Michael the Animal Smith? Michael. He just pops in. Woo. Like, awesome. What's going on, buddy? Come strong now. Yeah, yeah. How about we do it for my French Muslim brother? A little pop in from Tariq Abdul Wahad. How about he pops in? Yeah. Those are those are great ideas, but they're not it. All right, talk to you. What's the, what's the present? Here's the present. You guys surprise me. Yes. All right, all right. Tony has started. He's a comedian. Yeah, I got it. He's got jokes, but does he have game? Number seven, Hassan Minaj. Ooh, there's Hassan on the corner out behind the three-point line and gets a good look at it and splash down oh my god let it fly keep the rip no way he should not be in the nba right now hassan getting the ball from baron davis look at this drive puts up a oh an ugly hook shot oh nasty boy again baron davis finding hassan in the block oh he gets half <laughs> my gosh it's amazing he's a lot but he stays with the ball hey puts up a left-hander off the glass sweet move boy hassan with a beautiful defensive move gets a nice steal kicks ahead candace parker she's smart enough she knows she's got to get back to the main man in the open court hassan showing you the quickness cutting to the basket oh just throws up a out of control layup he should have set his feet what's going on Again, Hassan with a great defensive effort there, challenging that three-point shooter. Beautiful outlet pass, Hassan in the open court all the way to the hoop, and he uses the left hand on the right side. Hey, well, it counts. Hassan really cutting hard into the high post. Oh, the ball goes right through his hands. Uh, you actually can catch those balls. Hassan in the open court, I believe a little cherry picking. He has the ball just going in for a Oh my goodness. He bricked it. He bricked it. Oh, he probably did that on purpose. Just didn't want to show up the other team. Oh, there's Hassan again with a great defense on that nice trap. His team gets the ball. How about that cut to the hoop? Gets a nice layup. Just floats like a butterfly and stings like a bee. Boy, how about this drive? Mark Lazarus gets to the rim, but hey, a nice ball fake, and boy, there, Hassan just clobbers him along with uh, Mark Cuban, and that'll be a one or one for sure. Hassan zigging and zagging, puts one up, gets fouled, and uh, let's see what he does at the line. Oh, my God, a banker? I think he called banker. I think he did. Wow, here's Hassan with a just tremendous defense, proving that he is for equal opportunity, harassing everybody regardless of age, getting out in the open court. And boy, how about that dish? This man can do everything. A gifted, gifted athlete in action, regardless of the age he's playing against. Wait for it. Here we go. Ooh, Minaj with the triage. That's a beautiful, I mean, the end of that video. <laughs> that's incredible, guys. That's one of the best, that's one of the best 
gifts I've ever gotten in my life. And, um, <laughs> and I'm saying that as a person who's witnessed the live birth of both my children. <laughs> I mean, what, what is better for a, uh, for a lifelong Kings fan than some, some Jerry Reynolds commentary on your, on your, I mean, days? what more do you want? Jerry, thank you. I mean, this is like the, the, the ultimate present of all presents. Thank you. Well, you. well, you're a marvelous talent. I mean, it's just <laughs> breathtaking. Some of the things you make the game look easy. Oh, I was especially impressed with how you dominated that little. Field, you know? I mean, that's, that's the way I feel about. It. Hey, if they're out there on the court, kick their ass. That's all. That's what you got to do. All that matters. Hey, hey, man. I mean, he, he was an extra small jersey size, but it doesn't mean he's not going to get this work. No, and he was trying, and he was trying to play. So no. Oh, he was trying to embarrass me. Yeah, he was, exactly. I mean, that's that was. He was he, gotta, he was coming after me like he was coming after my pension. I'm like, we're not going to have. No, he's got to be dealt with. You can't uh, play favorites. No, knock his dick in the dirt. That's what I say. <laughs> that's right. Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate that, guys. That's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll shoot. We're still private, but we'll shoot through a link. Uh, and yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Well, so one of the questions that we had, I think, is, you know, when I reached out to try to get you on the show. You yeah. saw like people responding saying like he's not a real fan. He doesn't like the Kings. Do you get that a lot? Like people just don't believe that that's possible. I think people who aren't super familiar with uh, my uh, my body of work, they'll be like, "Why would anybody say that?" Uh, to be honest, the the only reason why I didn't respond is Twitter can be an extremely terrifying place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. it's you know what I mean? There's a lot of underground drones, digital drone strikes being launched. There's a lot of sectarian violence that you just, you don't want, you don't want to delve into. You don't, you don't, there's every day there's these tiny civil wars that are breaking out on different pockets of Twitter. And so uh, it's, 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 it's best to, I'm, I'm more of a DM type of guy, uh, email kind of guy uh, and, and, and call me old school, Jerry, but just, just eye to eye you know, shake somebody's hand and, and hey, amen, brother. Just go with that. Yourself. That's it. Yeah. Man, man to man. Man to man. Yeah. Jerry refuses to get on Twitter. We've tried a couple times. Yeah. Tony, I mean, how do you guys like it as sports fans? Do you, do, do you appreciate it? Well, I, I think it depends on what you're, I mean, you got to back up whatever, whatever you put out there, you're going to have to back up. Cause you know, they say that the, uh, every day on Twitter, there's a main character and your goal every day is to not be the main character of Twitter. Right. right, right. So some days you say something that yeah. all of a sudden people start noticing you. And it's like, oh shit, I should. Yeah, shut and up. You, you wake up. You wake up one day and you're bean dad. I mean, that's yeah. you know, like hundred percent. I pissed yeah. off like a, a weird portion of Twitter yesterday that really loves Tom and Jerry for some reason. I was like, you know, who's <laughs> looking forward to this Tom and Jerry movie? And apparently, a lot of people are. A lot of people and they <laughs> are very vocal. A lot of people loved the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> But, but look, Kevin, I mean, can I just say this? Maybe it's a new year. Can we, just as a society, Twitter has optimized controversy, complaining, whining. Let's push that to the side. Let's get some encouragement. Let's get some, I cannot wait for this. Let's get some optimism. You know what I mean? That's what I'm about. A little bit more of that type of energy. I cannot wait for this movie. I cannot wait for this game. That sort of thing. Life, life is hard enough as it is right now. It's a good thing you don't engage with King's Twitter then, because you're not going to find that there. <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> is it all just negativity? 
pretty pretty much. I don't know. No, I mean you try, but like when even when you try to inject some positivity, like somebody comes and, and shits on it, right? Like they just aren't ready. They're not willing to hear it because they're yeah. mad about something, yeah. right? Um, and 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 I get it, right? Like especially with the Kings, they haven't been good in so long. People are you know, they, they want to see them win and they aren't, they aren't willing to celebrate little victories. And I, I think I'm in the same place as you where I would just rather be happy about something than mad about everything. Yeah, man. I, I don't, I don't need a, a 15th thing to be mad at. Like yeah. life is already kicking us in the balls. I don't need another, another tab in my browser of sadness. You know I, what I, mean? I don't need, I don't need that. I, I've got enough. Jerry, Jerry, look at look at what he he has the Magna Carta yeah. right behind him. That's from twelve fifteen. Jerry it, wrote that. I don't know if you guys know that. It was a Magna, it is a Magna Carta. I didn't realize you knew that. That, that, that was the that was the precursor to the uh, to, to, to the Declaration of Independence. And and I was a, a party to both. Yes, I've uh, been. There you go. There you go. Party to yes. Yeah, so look, can I ask you guys this? You guys, you guys are tracking this much better than I do. What do we have to do as an organization to get that eighth spot? Like, I just want to see us make the playoffs. I'm with you. In what year? <laughs> oh, come on, man. We, we, just had a, we just had a really in-depth conversation about would you rather make the eighth seed this year or get a top three pick, right? Like, what would be better for the franchise? And we went back and forth, but there, there's a big group of people that would fall into either category. But, like, I'm, I'm sort of with you, I think, where I would do – anything just to get back there again right like even if it was just once and that's coming from a guy who you know would have sat in the bathroom at the rattle seattle series right just to be there finally right and so um i'm sort of in the same boat but like you know i don't know if it would be sustainable and you know but i think jerry brought up a great point when we were discussing this is that you don't know how big your window is like you assume that you can build with this core that's not how the NBA even works anymore. Right. Like these players want to go where they want to go and uh, you don't know how long you have them. And you also don't know this, like momentum is a very real thing, not only just in sports, but in life. If, if you have a hot hand, you got to go. Like even with comedy, like if, if I'm on stage and I, and I know that I have the, I have the crowd and you're starting to get some applause breaks, you put the foot on the gas. I think that, Playoff basketball is the same way. There's these windows of opportunities, and you might fuck around and be like Dallas and win a championship. I'm not saying we're in the in the window to win a championship, but there are some like 1994. I got some, you know, Denver Nuggets upsetting the the SuperSonics type things. Those things can happen. You know what I mean? The Toronto Raptors coming in and just ha- winning the NBA championship. So that's that's my belief. People who are like, no, time it out for the draft. Calling the draft is like day trading. You, 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 you do the best you can and people look like geniuses in hindsight. There's only like, in my personal opinion, there's only like a handful of players that are the obvious 1992 Shaquille O'Neal goes number one choice. You know what I mean? Like there's, there aren't a ton of players like that. Did we know Luca was going to be this good for real, for real? Did we know glass ankles Steph Curry would be one of the greatest shooters of all time? You didn't. You didn't. So just admit it. You know what I mean? You have no idea how much you sound like Jerry Reynolds right now. And it's. Pretty- yeah. I mean, it's, I said that all along. It's like, Hey, 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 Giannis, you had was 16. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was 15th pick. Yep. Jimmy Butler was the 30th pick. 
everybody's like, yeah, Luca was the guy. Yeah, until Luca would have been Darko. And then they would have been like, whoever drafted this person needs to be hung outside of Florin Mall. <laughs> like, that would have been a thing on Twitter. Luca, Luca was the guy, though. I just got to say that. Luca was the guy. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, I was going to say, one thing about Luca. When you're the very best player in Europe at 19, MVP, uh, it, it, it's and different today because a college game it doesn't even compare with the top European ga- game today. And so uh, there was a pretty good indicator that Luca was going to be pretty damn good. You know. No, I, but I, let me just tell you this, Jerry. I disagree. Look, anybody who was watching European basketball and was really like a European basketball wonk, those are the same people that watch C-SPAN. Nobody's watching either. I don't watch C-SPAN. I was watching Luca. I just got to say it. I just got to say it. Oh, were you really watching Luca? You were really like... I swear on whatever. I swear yeah. on... We were tweeting about it for like two years before it happened. I swear on this uh, Tyreek Evans Rookie of the Year shirt that I just got off eBay. <laughs> okay, Tony. Okay, Tony. Okay. Well, you asked, you asked why the, like, what the Kings need to do to get better, and the very simple answer is stop making mistakes. And when uh, generational uh, European talent is sitting there on the draft board and you're picking number two, you take that guy because if they had Luca, they'd be in the playoffs right now and we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's true. So, but, but let me ask you this, Tony. We, we, we squeezed – how many years was it out of Boogie? Five, right? We had right. five. And, and who previous – and by the way, you talk about the way history played itself out. We got him before the knee injury. Who had more raw talent, low post talent than Boogie? He could, he could drop 40 and 20 like any given night, right? Boogie was great. Boogie was, was we, we picked right in that situation. It still didn't, you know what I mean? It well, still didn't take us the distance, right? Part of that is that then we drafted um, – we drafted Ben McElmore over, over, yeah. uh, you know, Damian Lillard, or, or that was Thomas Robinson over Damian Lillard. And then yeah. CJ McCollum the next year, we got Ben McElmore. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, in Luca's case, that would have, he would have come in after already having De'Aaron Fox here. And then you're, you're set. You got two guys. You got two, you know, De'Aaron Fox, one kind of fringe all star, possibly all star, and Luca, who's like a, already an MVP candidate his third year into the league. Here's what I don't know, Jerry. You know this because you know the front office better. Is, is it hard to draft? Of course. Uh, you know, you, in today's game, it's much harder than ever because of you're to take a 19-year-olds who have played one year in college. So you have very little to go on, and you're basing everything on potential. And as you know, as a 19-year-old, look back on your own life, uh, a lot of 19-year-olds, maybe at, the, at, the, at that age, you, most people thought would have more success than you've had, let's say but they were wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you can't tell. Uh, uh, a 19-year-old's a 19-year-old, and some will continue to get better and work hard and progress and meet their potential, and many others will not. They will uh, stagnate or take the money and change and, and, and have mon- uh, a minimal improvement. So I, I think it's an, un, uh, it, it's an impossible thing to be accurate all the time. Nobody is. Uh, and, and that's kind of what we're just talking about. That's why a, a Dedekumpo can be 16th or Kawhi Leonard can be 15th or Nikola Jokic can be in the second round. Uh, you know, some of the great players of our game, uh, you know, are, are not in the early part of the draft. Tony, Kevin, I feel like I feel like you guys are like, nah, I could I could pick them with my eyes closed. 
I would have picked Luca. I, that's just a fact. So I, I mean, say whatever you want to say about that. I, like, I, I might be an idiot, but I would have taken Luca. Yeah. I would have. We we would have. To back up Jerry, how many great players are coming out of one-year Kentucky players, one-year Carolina players? How many starving Marvin? Remember Marvin Williams? Like these guys yeah. that are just balling out of their minds. Sean May. They're just having. They're just having great years. They come, they come to the league. They start eating that cheesecake factory. They get a little oh, husky. Exactly. In and out of the league, bro. They all eventually end up on the Kings, though. Eventually. Sheldon yeah. Williams. <laughs> Eric Williams. Somehow. That's my argument. That's my argument. You can study. No, I agree with you. I mean, you can study draft and go back in history, which I waste too much of my life doing. Uh, but, but, I mean, probably half of the lottery picks are major disappointments every year. Every year. Yeah. Jerry, who was the who was who was the pick that that like you know you were around or potentially involved in that you had the highest hopes for that just didn't pan out at all? Mm. That you really thought would work or should work? Well, actually, I mean, I it'd, it'd be Bobby Hurley, but there was a reason for that. Uh, you know, he 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 basically was killed. Uh, and, and his body torn completely up. And, and I think he had been very good. That would have been all-star. I don't know about that, but he, you know, he, even early on, I thought he made better decisions than the open court than any player we've ever had, including Jason Williams. He just didn't make mistakes in the open court. And, uh, you know, but, uh, is, you know, you play 20 games as a rookie and, and get your body torn to shreds and, and, you know, 99.9% of the players that have that many injuries would never even come back to, to try to play. And, and, and to his credit, he did. Uh, it's, that's why, you know, I think a lot of our, I always say a lot of our fans were probably harder on him than they should have been. They had no idea of the hardest. Have no clue. Have no clue. Have no clue of what this he guy, went this through. This guy came back like Iron Man in the first movie. I mean, yeah. like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was there the night they, they, they called him, you know, they, were ready to you know they they died on the operating table a couple of times but but they were able to save him and they had the priest there to give him last rites and uh you know i mean it's amazing his 30 for 30, by the way oh that's his great. 30 is one of the most powerful 30 for 30s ever and my favorite quote in it and it really kind of grounded me and made me appreciate my friends and my family so much more is he said everybody wants to be your friend when you're good at basketball life begins when you're not good at basketball yeah a, and that's real, man. That's when he, him and his brother, he had to have that second life where he got into horse racing horse. and then coaching and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and one of the, one of the biggest things that I, uh, I think is not talked about enough in professional sports is yeah, everybody's riding high when you got the sneaker contract and, and, and you're playing at Kentucky and then you get drafted and you know what I mean? And oh, you're yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. But, um, but 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 life changes real quick when all of a sudden you're not that person anymore. So um, I thought it was a really beautiful human story. Oh, I did too. I, you know, and too, I've talked to him a few times uh, over the years, and and he really is one of those guys that, that not having the career he expected, it it eats at him every day. And I hope he can finally get past that. You know, he did nothing wrong. <laughs> you know, it's but uh, you know the the it's just one of those guys that he fully expected to be a kind of a John Stockton. And uh, yeah, and I think it was very possible that he could have been. Uh, but but you know what, Terry? You know what? One of the things that I've learned after the, after watching the Last Dance, and seeing in in seeing Steve Kerr's career versus Michael Jordan's career, 
Steve Kerr has such clarity of mind. He has won so many rings. And Michael Jordan is out here looking like a California raisin with jaundice. I mean, this dude has the eyes of a pirate. And, and I, I look at the long game of life and I see what Kerr has accomplished. And I'm like, man, oh man, yeah, that was a slower burn, but what a meaningful and significant life. Yeah, like, it's like with Michael, the, what made him great also is, is almost destroyed him in some ways. Sure. You know, it's like, like any of us, uh, your strength sometimes becomes your weakness. Right. And I mean, he was just an assassin on the court and, and with teammates as well as opponents. And, right. and at some point, it, you know, that can't work forever in, in everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all that being said, I wish we had Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tony, Tony, do you do you have receipts of you saying Michael Jordan is good about that? I do. Yes, I do. That was probably, I was probably two when he was drafted. Yeah. So, wait, I, I, tell me something. Are you guys all based in the Sacramento area? Tony's not. I'm Tony's not. A... I'm in Boston. So I'm yeah. closer to you than they are. Wow. Tony, did you grow up in Sac? No, I've been to Sacramento once. This is, I mean, this is, this could be a long story. I've been to Sacramento once in my life, but uh, no, I was born and raised in Boston. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell it real quick, but uh, so grew up in a, a pretty big Greek home, a, a yeah. son of, son of immigrants as well. And a uh, yeah. lot, lot of competitive uh, young boys in that family got bullied into not picking the Celtics as like my team. You guys are really into wrestling, right? Like Iranians and Greeks are really into oh, wrestling, like a, right? like a, like Olympic wrestling. Or are you talking about? Yes. yes. Olympic oh wrestling. yeah, yeah. Yes. Just a bunch of big, big dudes. A lot, a lot of big yeah. dudes around here. Um, okay. So I got, I got bullied into not picking the Celtics. Essentially, I was a middle child, and I had to pick another team. And we were a basketball family, and we were, yeah. we were at some like local dealer getting a minivan, and there was an NBA on NBC game on. I was like five years old, and I see Vlade uh -huh. Divac pregame. He's taking these like half court shots. He's lying on his back on one end uh -huh. of the basket pregame and he's heaving it to the other basket and he's like draining him, or at least that's how it, it happened in my mind. And he was a yeah, yeah. big European hairy dude. And I was like, Hey, these are my people. Yeah. Like, I like this. Guy. <laughs> and then I go home and I'm playing my basketball, uh, like NBA 2k one or whatever. And pages in there. It's like, Oh, there's another like yeah, yeah. European guy. There's another one of my guys. And, uh, and then that's I just kind of stubborn and I stuck that's with great. it ever since. Kevin, uh, Kevin, where are you at? What city are you in, in the greater 916 area? I'm in Sacramento. I'm in East Sac uh, okay. right now. Grew up in South Sac. Uh, okay. Went to Kennedy and McClatchy. And, Love it. Uh, yeah. Y'all had a, you guys had a, a great football team, right? Kennedy had like a, a really good football program, right? Or uh, Semi-decent for like Metro League, but I think that they were more known for basketball when I was there. Um, we were right after like Yogi Stewart and um, right. had some, yeah, cool teams. Was, was was Spider Thomas? Was he still coaching there? Yeah, he was coaching when I was a freshman, um, mm -hmm. and then uh, then I switched schools to McClatchy, and they're all about baseball. Are we? I don't know if this is inside information or Jerry, if this is insider trading at this point. But the Kings are here to stay, right? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have my heart broken because there's all no rumors. No, 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 no. They're here, buddy. They're here. Your heart will not be, it may be broken, but not about. Yeah, no, because I, because I hear this all the time of Vegas rumors, <laughs> a, some billionaire is going to come Good. in and move us to Seattle. I hear it all the time. There's always these things of, right. I had to buy the Kings and I tried to, you know, I, I see this stuff floating around all the time. I, I think there is a, a stipulation in the contract with the city in the arena that the Kings stay for 35 years. 
30, yeah, it's like 30, 30 years, years or something. They have a, so yeah. amazing. So you'll you'll be a billionaire by the time they have to move again. So that'll be your chance to buy them. <laughs> no, at that point, no, no. The sea levels will have risen. There will be no Sacramento. At that point. Yeah, so we're fine. And, uh, well, actually, they'll be beached by the Sacramento. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, uh, and it really won't make a lot of difference to me because I will be beachfront. <laughs> Jerry, where are you? Are you a Sacramento resident as well? No, I live in Roseville. I did uh, move, we, my wife and I, we moved out to Roseville about 30 years Larry, ago. that is the bougiest sentence I've ever heard. No, no, no. <laughs> Look, don't, don't, don't do this like Galleria flexing with us. <laughs> I, I don't, hey, hey, I did it. Oh, and I'm oh my kids go to Granite Bay High, so. No, no, actually they didn't. They went, when we moved out here, there wasn't a Granite Bay. Okay. So, so, so yeah, my, I had a son. You're, I had a son. As much as you want to, you're a man of the people, okay? Don't don't let the, the Roseville get to your head. No, no, I, I won't back off that. No, I'm, I'm a Rosevillian, proud of it. I ain't backing off that. No, 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 it's been, it's been good out here. And, uh, you know, so there, you know, I'm just, you know. Okay. Hey, so, so. Let me ask you guys this. Is is Buddy Stan or is he on the block for us? I think he's probably on the block. Probably. I think he's on the block, yeah. Got to open up minutes for Tyrese. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Halliburton? How fun is he to watch? I've been getting a lot of texts from different people to be like, yo, your Halliburton's really big. And, you know, because I'm, I'm the political comedy guy, I'm like, are we really talking about Dick Cheney right now? Like, yes. <laughs> to this story? And they go, they go, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the king. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we thought about putting out some mercs that just said, like, Fox and Halliburton, weapons of mass destruction. What do you think? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I haven't had a chance to watch a ton of, like, highlights and stuff like that. Is it is it looking, like, really bright for our future? He's the rookie of the year leader right now. I mean, to give you some context. So, I mean, they he's... And he's plays Buddy's spot. He fits great with Fox. So if there's any, uh, the biggest motivation I think for trading Buddy right now is to just let him and Fox grow together because that that is really looking like the backward of the future. So so that's that could be a solid foundation for a playoff run or no? Oh yeah, it could be. Those two guys. How does how does the play in how does the play in work out for our potential playoff run? Because now this it, this fight for the eighth seed isn't that thing anymore, right? Now you can also play in to to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, just to get the tenth, you know, ninth or tenth spot, you got the, you know, chance. And I mean, I think the Kings legitimately have a do have a chance at, at that. You know, maybe it's not great. eight, but certainly nine or ten. And then, as you pointed out earlier, it's like, hey, get the hot hand. And we saw that last year with Phoenix in the bubble. You know, they yep. they, they just really uh, became a much much better team. And mm-hmm. uh, and and certainly, so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a believer in that, but basketball is, a, is really an emotional chemistry game. And, uh, you know, shooters get hot and, you know, some nights uh, you get a couple of shots to go and they're different players. And then, you know, it, it, the game changes just based on a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of emotional moves and things. Hassan, uh, if you haven't had the time to watch many Tyrese Halliburton highlights, you haven't also gotten the low lights on the Kings this year. And that is that they are the worst defense in league history right now. I don't want to listen to that because nobody plays defense. Nobody plays. <laughs> well, the Kings are nobodies then. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. You asked what they could do to get over the hump, and the answer is keep teams from scoring 130 points. Because <laughs> that's what that's what they're going it's... for right now. 
Yeah. Which which they did last night. They did. So they did. On, a positive, yeah, on a positive note. They, they 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 did guard the New York Knicks. And, it's uh, one of Jerry's keys of the game. Don't let them score 130, right? Yeah, score less than you do, and you'll win right. every game. Put the ball in the basket more than the other team. That's Jerry's. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, excellent. Try to keep it because some of these guys follow these rules. Don't let them have easy baskets, and you try to get easy baskets. Let me ask you guys a question as real Kings fans. Do you guys watch all four quarters? Because I like to do a pickup midway through the third quarter into the fourth. Just, just my personal if you could skip a quarter, it would be the third at this point. Definitely skip the third, yeah. <laughs> Always skip the third quarter as a Kings fan at this point. Uh, yeah. That's where everything – I got to live tweet all the games. so I Yeah, I mean, we have, to, we have to watch them, so. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't watch all of it anymore. I, I, now that I'm totally retired, if there's, an, if there's another game uh-huh. on that I like, a team, you know, I might switch and watch them some and then mm-hmm. back to the Kings. Uh, but, you know, I – I'll definitely uh, uh, game hop, depending. You know, Jerry. It sounds to me one of the one of the running themes of this podcast has been just the mental aspect of the game. Do you feel like this era of players, they have all the talent in the world, but they have Kyrie syndrome? All the talent in the world, something is not right upstairs oh, with the Ram and think or the Earth is flat. Is that what you mean? Not, not the Earth is flat. It's just that. Man, I've never seen anybody at his size with more rock. Oh, I mean, th- this guy has the ball. Unguardable. Unguardable. It's insane. If you want to go to YouTube, there's this amazing clip of him playing Team USA. There's, there's two clips, him challenging Kobe one-on-one. And then two, they're scrimmaging. And they try to full-court press Kyrie. Kyrie breaks Kobe Bryant. He spins. He, like, shakes Kevin Durant whips the ball between his legs, pass hard. He goes on at five all-star, all-star players. And he's the size of a Smurf. And I'm like, this guy, and the, the clip is from like 2012, 2013. Like, it's, a, it's an early clip. I've never seen a guy with that, his, with that level of body control handles and the ability to finish. And yet, when it comes to converting down the stretch, and these, he'll just kind of, he'll just have an early checkout. He just will be like, yeah, I've just decided to not play or I'm not really into it or do you know what I mean? I, and, I, and I don't understand um, why that's happening in this era. I just don't get it. I think there's a lot of guys, you know, I always call it the AAU influence, you know, where they're, they're not really coached. They're just allowed to play. And then they go to college for one year and allowed to play. And then they get in the NBA and then are rewarded with lots of money uh, because of great talent, as you say. And, and you know, and, and, and then you see some guys, and I, I, I sometimes think Kyrie's like that. He loves to play, but I'm not sure how much he loves to compete. Uh-oh. And at some point, you know what I mean? I mean, when it's coming easy, you know, got there. Uh, yeah, I feel good today. I want to go play. And I go get my 30. But uh, tomorrow, I don't think I want to play today or – Right. You know, it, it's, you know, as opposed to, you know, as we talked about the Jordans and all, you know, Jordan would, would fight to play, you know, basically, uh, you know, they, they didn't want him to play one year after an injury to finish the season. And he said, I'm going to, and, and he played, you know, I mean, it's a, a little different mentality, I think. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, guys that, that come up, you know, kind of through the system more or less and st- stayed in college, but I know that's over, but, 
uh, I do think there's a, a less competitive spirit overall. In other words, mo yeah, most of, most of the guys in today's game, other than the great ones, they would not try to kick a 10 year old's ass. You know what I'm saying? Tony, by the way, by the way, to give you credit, that's what I love about Luca. See, a lot of people, and you get this being Greek, a lot of people try to get in this guy's head. And I'm like, you guys have no idea what Luka Doncic has seen in his life. This guy's from Slovenia. Okay, this motherfucker has survived fourth arms that he had to chop off before he came to the league. You have no idea what this kid has witnessed in his life. There is nothing Twitter can say to him that will get him off his square. You know what I mean? And I, and I love seeing that in athletes. I love seeing that in competitors. I wanted to ask you guys, Kevin, Will, and Tony, who do you guys watch? Because you guys watch more basketball than I do. You got, I don't have as much of um, a chance to these days. But who do you like watching that has that, that dog in him, that has that X-Factor fight that you see in this modern era that you really love? Uh, if I can go you, first. Would, yeah, you would kill to have on your team. I yep. want Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is one of those guys that he comes in and he scares the shit out of every single person that he comes up against because he'll run through your knees. I mean, if, if there's a ball dribbling on the ground that he might be able to get, he's diving on the ground for it. And if your ankle's in the way, well, that's tough. You know, <laughs> he's one of those guys that he's, he's scary when, when you, I would not want to play against him in any situation if it was ping pong because he'll dive across the table and he'll break my leg in the process. I like that. So, um, Will, this is a similar player, but you wouldn't think it is. And I, I have to say Luca, and I'm not just saying that because we've talked about it a bunch oh, of times. We can't repeat Luca again. We, uh, give me well, but, but Luca does, like, Luca is just as competitive as Marcus Smart, but he smiles through it yeah. instead of he's giggly, being, like being the Patrick Beverly type. And that's what I love about Luca. He's like the, the smile killer. Like, he, he will. He will kill you on the court just as much as any of the toughest players in the NBA, but he's going to do it uh, smiling and joking and people try and get in his head and it doesn't work. And he, he goes back, he went back and forth with Marcus Morris last year yeah. and the toughest players in the NBA, he'll go right up against and uh, it doesn't really phase him. And I think that's like you were saying, Asin, like that dude, he's been playing against like grown men in Slovenia since he was like four. He's going up against 40 yeah. year old monsters. So that's my to me. To me, to me, Luca's like Khabib in UFC. Right, exactly. Everybody's trying to get in Khabib's head. You're like, bro, this kid was in Russia fighting bears. I'm not kidding. Yes, Khabib. YouTube yeah. videos of him fighting bears. There's nothing Conor McGregor can send to Khabib that's going to get in this kid's head. So I agree with you. But I, I love Patrick Beverly, too. I love the dog. In yeah, and he's super entertaining. Super entertaining. I love but I love the dog. I love how he yeah. was going at Durant. And then afterwards, he was like, why would you ever let someone like me get in your head? Yeah. That's how you know he's doing it on purpose. You know? he, has, he, has, he has the same chip on his shoulder that I have when I play at 24-Hour Fitness. If I get hot at 24-Hour Fitness, I'll let the court know, this is unacceptable. Bro, I look like your accountant. You shouldn't let me score. Like, I look like your computer science TA. Like, I look like the coolest substitute teacher. And if I'm getting hot, you should not allow this. Beverly was my answer as well. He was the guy that uh, welcomed um, Lonzo into the NBA, right? That that first yeah, year, he just I love that. I love out of him yep. for four quarters and got in his pocket and and just said like, yeah. it's not gonna be what you think. This this is a different game, son. And I know he's not great anymore, um, uh, but he's still good at those things that 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 you love mm -hmm. him for, right? And. What I love, it's what I loved about Bobby Jackson, man. Like, I love Bobby Jackson so much, yeah. You know? 
Yeah, yeah, Bobby. I'll tell you the toughest, really, I, I think maybe the, the doggiest, meanest, toughest little bastard that's a great player is uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's so annoying, Jerry. I, mean, I hate Chris Paul. I mean, and that's we don't that. like him. But he's a – well, no, I, I understand. But you yeah, like right. him. No, you but – and, 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 and you got – even though, even though, like, the game isn't designed to be dominated by point guards, he does everything he can with that with the body that he has. Great. You know? he, absolutely. And always has. You know, I mean, he makes teams better. And he's just a, a tough on his teammates, a lot like Jordan in that sense. And – you know, he's a guy that'll uh, will get get into it with the opposition coaches and, and players. You know, he's got something to say to yeah. everybody. I hope he gets uh, a ring, man. Uh, a guy like him, he seems like a guy that like wants a ring. You know, wants it. Yeah. I agree. You know, there's a guy that I think of that it's kind of the opposite of Luca that it's scary too is um and this is more of a star, but Kawhi Leonard. He does it with just that blank look in his face that like I imagine like the Zodiac killer had a very similar look on his face when he was hunting people <laughs> in the Bay Area. It's just like opening opening night at uh, at the Golden One Center. He he stole the life oh from God. Ben McElmore. There was like back to back steals yeah. where he Ben McElmore thought, Okay, I've got a hot start to my season, I'm doing pretty well, OG Willikers, and then Kawhi Leonard pulled his soul from his body and it took five years to get him anywhere it was the nba equivalent of you stealing it from that stranger things kid but like just <laughs> yeah that that poor little kid has never been the same i heard i heard he's really uh he's 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 been he's been traumatized <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's why there's no season four yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Caleb. Caleb is still thinking about it. He's not, he's not even the Stranger Things kid. He's the kid who got ripped in the 2017. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. That. So, Hassan, you're you know one of your big viral moments was you know um, talking about the pronunciation of your name. Yeah. Um, and then you did that that clip on YouTube where you pronounce a bunch of difficult yeah. names yeah. uh tony can you type your name in the chat oh we're gonna do this uh yeah let's do Austin, it can you can you see the chat on your screen yeah i got i got the yeah all right, right. i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot you my real name you already know that i'm greek so we know each other now yeah yeah and i'm gonna give you an opportunity okay to uh let's do this to pronounce this triantafilos sipteras wow you killed it Wow! Roll the letter. Bravo! Wow! You said that Greeker than I can say that. That was fantastic. <laughs> I had that tzatziki on my on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> that is as Greek as I've heard that rolled in years. Elos, talk to me, baby. Uh, All right, that's better than I ever thought you'd do. Fantastic, guys! I can, I can hear I can hear my daughter upstairs. We got sure. we got a few more and then I got I got to run I got to I got to be on daddy duty because it's we Saturday. We want to thank you so much for 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 coming on, but more than anything, we wanna we want you to commit to to reading the King's Herald. Okay. Uh, our 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 website. Uh -huh. Also, can we can we shoot you some 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 Kang's gear? Totally, totally. Alex will get you my address oh, and then we'll we'll take care of it. Yeah. Well, you know. If yeah. We're gonna do it this way, then we'll just say Thanks. our goodbyes and wrap up for so you can get back up to uh, to being a dad, doing the most important job. Sure. So sure, um, sure. yeah, again, sure, we just wanted to say thank you, Hassan, for for coming on and talking to us. Hopefully, you come back someday soon, and we'll uh, we'll get into it even more. We're we're gonna find a, a reason for you and Jerry to really get into it. I, I 
I want to see a fight. I love it. Hey. Yeah, we need a viral moment. Been a real thrill. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll battle. We'll. Do you guys come down? Do you guys cover live games, or are you guys just doing your? Are you guys your own pirate satellite podcast situation? We we have a we have a site that we run. We're the most popular uh, um, basketball site in Sacramento. Yeah, I love we've got it. guys at the games though too. You know, when they allow media in, we've got you know people inside too. So okay, well then on on behalf of uh, Austin Minhaj, uh, 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 Kevin Phipp, and Jerry Reynolds, and uh, Tony Zipteras or Trantafilos Zipteras. <laughs> I had ranch on my tongue. I, I, I didn't have anything there. Uh, we'd like to thank you guys for uh, tuning in for a special episode of the King's Herald Show. And uh, like, rate, and subscribe us wherever you can find us. 